Chapter 3 Rock Village Perimeter Forest Ducking and dodging through the crowd of newcomers, his heart thumped harder and harder at the thought of disobeying his father's orders. None of those around him were locals, and the more he searched the field of people, the more he realized that fact. No recognizable faces were among the crowd. As he ran, he wondered if there was a limit to the amount of immigrants that Brutus would accept into their home. Ardeus eventually burst free of the chaos and reached the village stables at the entrance of Rock. Only a dozen or so horses occupied the encampment, and Degger leaned against one of the fence posts as he carefully eyed the crowd from afar. He ran the stables every day without fail. "'Where are you off to in such a fit, laddie?' he said. He was in charge of transportation affairs in and out of the village, and the creases across his brow showed the stress the past few days had put on the man. "'I'm late for—er, I'm meeting my dad at the mill. Need some exercise,' Ardeus yelled while continuing the healthy pace. "'Did the travelers all walk here?' he thought. The stables were no more occupied than any other day within rock. Meanwhile, further down the road, just off of the dirt path, Rainier lopped the head off of a boar. It wriggled beneath his blade. Dinner's on me tonight. Nezo was quite the distance away, pausing to listen to the other boy's victory chants. He had not been partaking in combat, but instead practicing mixing potions using ingredients he found around him. Fendral Winnow, the potions master of rock, had showed Nezo a few alchemic skills. So far, he had already produced a healing potion for minor wounds. It sealed a cut along his hand in minutes, and it even cured an ape growing in his stomach after hearing a roar from deep within the forest. This thing is my biggest yet, Rainier congratulated himself as he attempted to strip the animal of its nutritional contents. Moments later, they heard a clomping in the distance, and Ardeus revealed himself. He dusted off some leaves from his trek through the brush. So, little Artie made it. The bones and spare materials from Rainier's kill were in a heaping pile after he had collected his goods. There were thin streams of light peeking through the dense vegetation above, streaking bundles of leaves and roots in the forest floor with lines of white. Just here to test my new equipment. Ardeus turned his back from the others. He didn't hesitate to pull an arrow from the quiver and join the action. First, he struck some surrounding trees to warm up the blood in his arms. Once retrieved, he slowed his footsteps and began searching for prey. He was sure that his weapon would successfully puncture flesh. Rainier paid the boy little attention. He was tracking game of his own. Let your arrows scare away my kill and you'll get it, he said as he continued down the path. Nezo had gathered a bundle of mint leaves that he found growing beside a large, fallen oak and gently tore them to add to his concoction. He stayed quiet while mashing contents within his mortar and pestle. It was a mystery to onlookers how he managed to fit the equipment into that jacket. Rainier had slayed and processed another creature in what seemed like minutes to the others. He heaved the bag of meat over his shoulder and declared that he was heading back to the village. Already? Nezo called from the stump on which he sat. We just got out here. The light glitter in the floor had now disappeared. The sky above was now overcome with dark clouds. What, you want me to catch Zenos some meat for dinner too? He joked. Zenos was the father of Nezo and the life behind the Stella atop Rock Tower. Their bickering was ignored by Ardeus. Out of the corner of his eye, he noticed a series of snapped twigs and tracks leading away from the path. The light was fading as clouds surrounded the skies above the forest and above Rock Village. His vision was keen, and he could still hear the other boys jabbering down the pathway behind him, so he pressed on. It was only a short walk into the woods before he caught ear of a gentle crack and pop from within the calming silence of the brush. Crouching to one knee and peering into the darkened vegetation before him, a small bear was making its way to cover. No rain yet fell from the sky, but the woodland critters knew of the storm looming overhead. Looking back, Ardeus noticed the others to be out of eyesight. He reached out for his bowstring. Just one shot. 
he whispered to himself. One arrow was drawn to the bow. The fletching between his fingers were snug against the string, and the gentle creak of the bending wood caused the bear to look up from his sniffing. The woods were dark now. He could see the glow of the bear's eyes, but all the surroundings were becoming blurry and dim as the storm swallowed the air around him. Ardeus glared into the eyes of the innocent target. His arm shook behind the pressure of his weapon. Ardeus, we're heading back now! We can train another time! Nizzle yelled from off in the distance. The echo bounced from all the surrounding trees and made the animal flee back into the brush. Ardeus released his hold of the arrow, returning it to the quiver. Nizzo and Ardeus met back in the clearing where Rainier killed the boar, and Rainier had already begun walking in the direction of the village. All was silent but the crunching of leaves below and the occasional boom of thunder overhead. Birds and other critters had returned to a safer place. All was dry and dark. The entire forest sensed what was about to catch up to them. The pathway was not far from the rock stables. A gentle trickle of rain leaked from the sky and seeped through the canopy of dark greenery overhead. The boys trailed the path, all remaining silent but the patter of rain drops and the damp crunches under their feet. Each of their hearts stopped as an awful scream started down the pathway. It was followed by many more. Men yelling, women crying, and a terrible panic ensuing just beyond their eyesight. At first the noises were distant and faint, but it quickly developed into an uproar. They looked at one another in confusion and fear. Gigantic roars erupted into the air, jumping off the trees and into the booming clouds in the sky. Before they could start their run back to the village, a huge mass of fur jumped down from the leaves above. It turned to reveal itself. The hair around its mouth was stained with a crimson goo, and its teeth were longer than knives. Ardeus stared into its glowing eyes, but the glow was nothing like the bear he had preyed upon earlier. It was red and piercing. Even Rainier backed away from the unknown being. On all fours, it sucked in its chest and let out the most gruesome call of any creature they had encountered. A wet roar, a sound as if the human scream and the growl of a bear were merged into one. They dashed in every direction, giving little regard to what lay ahead. There was a gurgling nightmare on their tail, and away was their only goal. The yells continued. Its speed was unmatched. It nipped at Nezo's heels. Rainier and Ardeus could hear his screams echoing through the trees. Quickly doubling back, they both reached one another and ran towards the screams. Rainier's sword was already hoisted in front of him with a steel grip when they caught a glimpse of the beast after Nezo. Face me, scum! He called to the enemy. Ardeus's heart stopped. The monster contorted its neck to get a look at the challenge. When the distraction began to unfold, Nezo chucked a vial of an unknown liquid at the furry head. It was overcome in a haze of red and began to wheeze and twitch in pain. The attack was followed by a prompt spell of sparks that flickered all around them. The bear-like being was swallowed in Nezo's magic, giving Rainier an opening to approach. Speed was not in his favor. Before his sword could meet the flesh, the beast let out an even louder and leapt high above them, into the trees. Frantically surveying the herbaceous overhanging, the boys lost all trace of it except for a heavy rustling as leaves and branches fell from the canopy above. Rainier, what is that thing? Ardeus screamed tears coating his cheeks. His bow was in his hand, but it shook violently from the boy's tremor and fear. Some kind of bear! I've never seen something so vicious! We need to find my dad! We need to help the village! Nezo yelled back. He had reached the others, and as a group, their eyes scanned the brush overhead. <laughs> Erupted from behind Rainier, and the beast landed, tackling the boy to the ground and pinning him to the forest floor. Rainier! Ardeus loaded his bow, and Nezo reached for runes. The creature clawed at its victim. Luckily, Rainier managed to free his arms and block some of the blows with his steel bracers. Blood was beginning to seep from gashes around his equipment. 
Three arrows left the bow, one after another, and planted themselves into the bear's back, doing little damage and not hindering its attacks in the slightest. Nezo threw balls of fire in their direction, but the flames not only enveloped the target, but scorched the skin of his friend as well. Rainier wailed in agony, but continued to fight for freedom. Before they could land another barrage of attacks, a man hurled himself into the scene and on top of the monster, plunging a dagger into its back. Dagger! Artius quickly recognized the man from the stables. Run! He began, struggling to keep the beast at bay. Run! Dagger's tunic was covered in a layer of red, and it stained his mouth and chin. Rainier gave one last heave with all of his remaining strength and pushed the foe from him. Rainier! Artius! Nezo called. He had three vials of clear liquid in his hands. While Rainier made it far enough away from the roaring behemoth, the vials went flying through the air, landing at each of the boy's feet, one by one. They were each taken to a state of invisibility. Artius was attempting to aim for the monster, but it wriggled left and right while Degger continued to hack at its back. Run! He shouted once more. He was suddenly overcome by the beast's strength and was pinned just as Rainier had been. Go! The monster let out another and plunged its claws into Degger's stomach. The shock took control of the boys. Their legs did not move, and their potion began to lose its effect. They managed to come to their senses before the beast slammed its claws into the man once more. At last, they raced for safety. They had lost all of their sense of direction, but they could see the glow from the Stella through the trees and through the clouds. The rain had not reached much of the forest floor, but the orchestra of rumbling, thunder, and clattering raindrops hung ominously overhead. The sounds of screaming and roaring slowly faded behind them. Their invisibility had faded as well, but they were no longer in the beast's vision. They ran and ran, leaping over fallen trees and stomping through large areas of brush, and they met a clearing through which the village walls were in clear sight. The sounds of screams were nearly silent by this point, but the cacophony of the bear-like creatures continued in full force. Artius and Nezo looked to Rainier, who was rubbing at his wounds. Hold back your tears, everyone, he said as they approached the front gates. They could see the splatter of blood and signs of struggle strung throughout the village. The strange, moving masses of fur and destruction were everywhere. None of the village defenses could be seen along the walls. In fact, all sounds of villagers had disappeared. Nezo! Look! Artius pointed to the sky, up to the peak of the village tower. The glow from the jewel that once illuminated the skies and had brightened the surroundings for years prior was now as black as the clouds of the storm. The signal of hope and prosperity was gone. Without a second thought, they ran, quickened their pace before the monsters could notice their presence. Rock Village was no more. <laughs>